At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here with you, the look ahead. As we roll on here on VCN, the sports betting network. Follow on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Uh, great job breaking down the NFL card with James Alberino, who joins us each and every week here on the program. And uh, now I want to get into college football uh, because I got a pick that's coming up on Friday night that we have to discuss. Talked about it last night with Amal Shaw. And if you watched that video, which I tweeted out as well, uh, me and Amal talked about, or Amal and I talked about, the Syracuse game against Clemson. I dug a little deeper into the game. And the more that I dug into it, the more confident I am that Syracuse covers this two-touchdown line. And it's funny. I wrote for vcin.com in our Best Bets article, and the first thing that I wrote when it comes to this, uh, this game, I said, are we really doing this again? Like, are we really betting Clemson as a two-touchdown favorite again? Now, Clemson's defense is, uh, excuse me, Syracuse's defense, yes, they've had two straight games where uh, they haven't looked that great. Uh, Gave up 40 points to Wake Forest, gave up 33 to Florida State. But Clemson's offense, now Syracuse's offense that is scoring points, you want to tell me that Syracuse, you're going to bank on them to beat somebody by two touchdowns? I'd say, okay. Uh, Clemson, meanwhile, throw out the game against South Carolina State. That is an FCS opponent and clearly in way inferior to the talent level that's on Clemson. Against four FBS opponents, Clemson is averaging 14.25 points per game. If they only score 14 points per game, how could they be 14-point favorites over anybody? Now let's look at Syracuse, who made a switch at quarterback from Tommy DeVito to Garrett Schrader. And since doing that, in the three games that Schrader has started for Syracuse, they are averaging 30.3 points per game. Schrader's biggest strength is his legs. In the three games that he has started, Schrader has rushed for 368 yards and six touchdowns. That is incredible numbers for a quarterback. You combine him with the freshman sensation, Sean Tucker, 
who has rushed for 791 yards and nine touchdowns, and you have a Syracuse offense that is not only capable of running the clock, which if you're a two-touchdown underdog, running the clock is a great way to cover the spread, right? Just keep the ball out of the other team's offensive hands. But more importantly, because I don't think you need to keep the ball out of Clemson's offensive hands, but more importantly, it frustrates the opponent and it wears them down when you're continually, continually running the ball down their throats. Offensive linemen don't want to pass block. They want to run block. They don't want to move backwards. They want to move forwards and push the opponent out of the way. Syracuse is going to rush the ball a lot in this game. And if they convert first downs and they can they get the yardage, which they should, because if it's not Tucker, it's going to be uh, Garrett Schrader running the football. And Clemson has to absolutely prepare for a mobile quarterback because they haven't uh, faced a mobile quarterback this season. But they're going to have to contend and tackle for 30 40-something rushes. Last week, Syracuse against, uh, or this is not last week. This is, uh, let's go to their game. Yeah, let's go last week against Wake Forest. Last week against Wake Forest, it was 40-37. Syracuse rushed the football in that game 58 times. 58 rushes. In the game against... Let's see. We'll go to the game before that with uh, Schrader at quarterback, the game against uh, Florida State. And let's check out the box score there. Against Florida State. So 58 rushes against Wake Forest. Against Florida State, 40 rushes. And it was only Schrader and Tucker running the football there. And then in the game against Liberty, I mean, they just, what a what a win they had. Liberty is a really good defense, and Syracuse uh, with a big-time performance there. 53 rushes in that game. So over the last three games, we're talking about 58, 53, and 40, I said. 151 rushes in the last three games. They're averaging 50 runs, 50 running plays a game. That wears on a defense. It really does. And I think that they will wear on this Clemson defense. And I talked about Clemson before. No chance at the college football playoff. Uh, They haven't looked good. Last week against Boston College, they should have lost. They're 3-2 on the year. They, yes, can still get to the ACC title game. Um, Right now, they are, well, it's going to take a long shot for them to get there. Because Wake Forest is 4-0 in the conference right now. And Clemson's 2-1. So you're talking about having to pick up some wins here. Now, they do play Wake the second-to-last game of the season, but you're talking about a Clemson team that needs to win out in order to get to the ACC championship game. One hiccup along the way against Syracuse, against Pitt and Kenny Pickett on the road next week, against Florida State, Louisville, against Wake Forest, even if they lose that game against Wake Forest, you know, then they won't get to the they won't get to the ACC championship game. So a lot of pressure on them. Um, without playing for a national title, is a conference title good enough for them? You know, a two can they finish with two losses and find themselves back in the rankings? I mean, there's only six seven weeks left in the season, right? So with seven weeks left in the season, can you change everyone's opinion about you? I don't know. I just think this is who this Clemson team is. And they are just an average to slightly above average football team this year. They are not covering spreads. (laughs) And they are barely winning these football games. And I think going up against an excited Syracuse team who four years ago to the day defeated Clemson at the Carrier Dome. It's going to be loud there on Friday night. It's going to be nationally televised. 
And I think it's a great spot for Syracuse to uh, fight hard and keep this one close. I'll gladly take the two touchdowns here with the Orange against uh, against Clemson. So that is one of my college football underdog picks for uh, this week. That game is Friday, Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, you better hurry up because it's going down. The spread is uh, 13 and a half. So, you know, you want to get it at 14, but, you know, 13 and a half is good. Anything above, thir- uh, you know, th- if it's 13, okay, you get the little, you know, push, push, push protection. If it falls on 13, I obviously loved it at 14. So keep an eye on that line uh, to see if it does have a chance to get back up to 14. More likely it's going to get lower and it might go off at 13. Uh, there's a really interesting game also on Friday night and that's San Diego State against San Jose State. And the reason why I say that is because there's the possibility that Nick Starkle, the quarterback for San Jose State, um, comes back here from injury. Now, I haven't seen any reports. I'm trying to Google and see if I see anything. Um, The last thing that I saw is from the San Jose Mercury News where it says here that the head coach Brent Brennan has not will it's mums the word and this could be strategy he's not talking about the availability of his quarterback he said quote we don't talk about injuries here and i'm hopeful that Stark will be ready to go soon and then someone asked if Starkle is probable questionable or doubtful for Friday's game, which just happens to be homecoming. And Brennan's reaction, the head coach, quote, no, this isn't the NFL, buddy. (laughs) I like that. I really do like that. He doesn't have to tell you about his guy's injury status because it isn't the it isn't the NFL. You don't have to do that. You don't have to unveil the injury report here. In college football. If Starkle plays, and if you find that out before kickoff and can still get the bet in, taking San Jose State at plus nine and a half at home on their homecoming with Starkle back under center is the right side against San Diego State. But if Starkle doesn't play, I would just stay away from that one. Um, that's, 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 a, that's a great line. I love that. Um, yes, that would be something to watch. If Starkle does play for them, because he is a next-level quarterback that absolutely adds a much different dynamic to their offense. Losing him uh, is huge. Uh, So to have him back would be a huge boost for that team. And, of course, the home situation, being at homecoming, Friday night, nationally televised, would be a good spot for San Jose State plus the nine and a half, which right now is at minus 115. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow on Twitter at Scott's on air. We will continue to look ahead to the college football board and the NFL. We got to get into the major league baseball postseason as well here on the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. this NBA season with the VSIN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. JVT will join me again next week on the program. We'll preview the start of the NBA season. Uh, great spot with us earlier this week. We talked about um, some you know futures and whatnot, things that you can see in the vcin uh, pro basketball betting guide. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Salonera. Follow us all at VSIN Live. Make sure you head to vsin.com to find out all the ways that you can watch and listen to vsin. Uh, earlier on Wednesday afternoon, and each and every Wednesday afternoon, the great Brent Musburger sits down in studio on My Guys in the Desert with uh, our host Stormy Buonantoni. And Brent has incredible insights, of course, through his uh, illustrious career of what's going down in uh, not just the NFL, but in the entire world of sports. But today, had some interesting NFL topics to discuss with Stormy earlier on My Guys in the Desert. My Guys in the Desert with our special guest. So honored to have the big man on campus, Brent (laughs) Musburger, with us all day long. And so we're going to start off this segment with um, what's the bigger problem is Mm -hmm. what we're calling it. So I'm going to give you two options, and you tell me what you think is the bigger issue for a team. You ready? Sure. Can you handle it? (laughs) <laughs> okay. I'll give it my best that's shot, right. Stormy. That's you know what I'm saying. saying? All right. The first one I have a personal attachment to, so don't guess wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> 49ers quarterback situation or Seattle's quarterback situation? What's the bigger problem? San Francisco. Why? Jimmy G can't stay healthy, even though he's coming back and Trey Lance is not ready to step in. Now, up in Seattle, obviously the heart and soul of that team is Russell Wilson. And he's out, but... Mm-hmm. He is due to return before the season's over. Geno Smith, surprisingly, I thought he looked pretty good when he came on a relief. Now, there was a bad interception that he threw. He's going to have to stay away from it. It wasn't necessarily his fault. The receiver went down uh, as he came across. Uh, so I I like Geno Smith stepping in there better, believe it or not, than Trey Lance right now yeah. this year. So that's, that's how I would say San Francisco would be in more trouble. Crushes me that Trey Lance isn't ready, but you're right, he's not. And interesting, Russell Wilson never missed a game in his career, a decade, due to injury. Like, crazy. Um, Next one on our list, Falcons offense or the Steelers offense. So you've got two older quarterbacks who aren't quite trending like another older quarterback. Uh, The Steelers offense is a worse trouble. Uh, Offensive line problems in front of Ben, and Ben, like Matt Ryan in Atlanta, pretty stationary. They need, they need a protective pocket. However, I watched the game last week from London and Pitts, the rookie tight end from Florida, is the real deal. Okay, And he he almost solely defeated the New York Jets because Ridley was out for the Falcons, and so Matt was able to bring them down, but he relied on the tight end to do it. So I, as of now, I would say that the Steelers' offense is in bigger trouble than the Falcons. Yeah, 
Big Ben has struggled. No more Juju Smith-Schuster right. either. I was looking at this bottom six in the league in yards per game and 31st in total rush yards. So not ideal. Uh, Titans offensive line or the Bears offensive line? <laughs> well, this is like, that's a tough one. Okay. <laughs> Which one's uh, worse? I'll take the Bears because of one guy, Derrick Henry. He doesn't need a great offensive line to rush for 150 yards, okay? All right, yeah, point taken. <laughs> All right, Chiefs defense or Chiefs turnovers? This is easy for me. It's the really? defense. I mean, the defense is a disaster with, uh, with Kansas City. And I think that Mahomes has pressed the issue as a result and has been turning the ball over. But anybody who thinks that Patrick Mahomes is going to become a turnover machine, hasn't seen him as much as I have, and been painfully reminded of how good he can be. (laughs) Yeah, you you watch the AFC West a little bit. mercy. Just a little bit. But yeah, that defense allowed 7.1 yards per play right now, which is not only the worst in the league right now, but the worst in league history if they continue that trend. Yeah, exactly. They they may be battling just to get into the playoffs Mm -hmm. come December. We shall see if they don't get a turnaround. Great Brent Musburger earlier on uh, VSIN here on My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bon and Tony. And we will feature Brent every single week here on The Look Ahead as we will uh, highlight something from his segments that he does each and every week on My Guys in the Desert. He mentioned some interesting things there uh, in, in the game where they were playing What's the Bigger Problem? Uh, Geno Smith for the Seahawks. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of Geno Smith. Uh, I am a Jets fan, and and I thought that he was going to be the quarterback of the future. Bought myself a Geno Smith jersey. Um, he has raw talent. He's got he's got a really good arm. He doesn't run a lot, but he does have the ability to use his legs. Uh, although he doesn't rely on them, he just sometimes makes that bad mistake. Now, I know Brent said that the turnover wasn't really his fault because the receiver fell down. Yeah, that that's kind of true, but throughout his career, Gino has been known to make that bad turnover. As long as he avoids it, I think the Seahawks will be okay because he does have a big arm, and something that the Seahawks do so well is throw the ball down the field. The deep threats like DK Metcalf and like Tyler Lockett, you know, Russell Wilson loved to just wind up and launch the ball down the field. Geno's got a live arm. Geno can make those deep throws. And so uh, I'd be curious to see them take some shots down the field on Sunday night against the Steelers. And the Steelers at minus five and a half, honestly, like Brent mentioned, that offense is in trouble. Uh, their offense has not looked good this season. Um, they have. They, they have absolutely been struggling, and Ben Roethlisberger has been struggling. And I think, you know, okay, last week they looked a little bit better. And any time that you pick up a win, you're going to feel better about yourselves. So they snap their losing streak. They pick up a win against the Denver Broncos. But now, do I think they deserve to be five-and-a-half-point favorites just because of no Russell Wilson for the Seahawks? I don't think so. I actually think the Seahawks are the right side here at plus the five and a half. Current betting splits data, which you can find on vcin.com, 61% of the handle is on the Pittsburgh Steelers, but 51% of the tickets are on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think that Geno Smith and it's, I don't want to you know, put all my faith in Geno Smith, but I think he is capable of making the throws, and the Seahawks are capable of winning this football game, certainly capable of staying within the number against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. Something that Brent also mentioned was the Kansas City Chiefs defense, how bad it has been. And it has been terrible. And you have a matchup here with the Chiefs and Washington of two defenses that have been really awful this season. And... I think that there might be something to what Brent said about Patrick Mahomes trying to force the issue and leading to turnovers because his defense is not stopping anybody. And so he feels the need, or the pressure, if you will, to score on every single possession. And if you look at the numbers, the Chiefs allow 32.6 points per game. Washington allows 31 points per game. 
The Chiefs allow 449.6 yards of offense per game. Washington allows 415.8 yards of offense per game. Both of them allowing well over 300 passing yards per game. It's been a disappointing start to the season so far for the Chiefs at 2-3. and three. For Washington, I think the most disappointing part of their season has been the fact that their defense has been so bad. And for the Chiefs, the spot for me is just the desperation mode. That at 2-3, and three, the season could start to slip away from them. And they could be in real jeopardy of missing the postseason. Because they're going to need at least 10 wins to make the playoffs in the AFC. And once they get in, anything can happen. Because you're going to tell one of these division winners, okay, your reward for winning your division is now you welcome in the Kansas City Chiefs for uh, a game in the divisional round of the playoffs or the wild card round of the playoffs. Like, that's not fun. (laughs) So I think the Chiefs are live once they get there. But in order to get there, you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. This is a spot where they have to win this game. They're supposed to win this game. In fact, to me, this would be the teaser piece to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night. You go Bucks on Thursday night, and then you go Chiefs on Sunday, just picking them to win, bumping them down from six and a half to a half. To me, that's the teaser. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our very own Adam Burke, contributor to Point Spread Weekly. Burke has uh, very interesting thoughts, uh, you know, a lot of gambling educational series as well, available on vcin.com. We'll talk to him about round robins and also get his insights on some situational spots in college football coming up this weekend. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on vcin. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A uh, pleasure to welcome in now uh, Adam Burke, our very own contributor to Point Spread Weekly, and you read his stuff in your VSIN subscriber emails as well. Adam will join us here as we talk uh, about the Burke's betting blurbs, in addition to uh, some situational spots in college football, survivor picks in the NFL. Adam, thanks again for joining me here on The Look Ahead. So let's talk about the Burke's betting blurbs. Uh, tell the audience what those are and what the goal behind them is. Yeah, Scott. So one of the things that we decided, one of my job descriptions here at Beeson is to work on the newsletters. We send out a free newsletter every morning and then also uh, a subscriber newsletter with best bets from the shows and all of that. And one of the things that we decided was that with the subscriber newsletter, we wanted to put some original content in there, something that was newsletter exclusive. And that's where the idea for Burke's betting blurbs kind of came together. And yeah, it's just kind of whatever I want to write about that day, sort of looking at you know maybe some bankroll management strategies, kind of talking about you know, why it's maybe important to specialize in certain conferences in college football as opposed to trying to look over the entire card. That'll be something very relevant once college basketball rolls around with, what, 357 yeah. Division One teams or, or whatever it is. You know, kind of narrowing your focus a little bit. So just some things I've kind of picked up, some tricks of the trade throughout over a decade in the business. And I, you know, typically include a, a best bet in there as well. And, and unfortunately, those haven't done as well here over the last week, week and a half. But and just kind of get people in the mindset of, of how to be a better, how to handicap, and just some things that, like I said, I've kind of picked up along the way in my career. You wrote a blurb a couple of days ago about round robins, and that's something that I just recently started getting into, especially when it comes to uh, like underdogs on a money line. Instead of doing an underdog money line parlay, I'm doing an, underline, an underdog money line round robin. Uh, explain to the audience what what exactly goes into doing a round robin and your strategy for bit for betting them 
Yeah, you know, obviously parlays are very, very popular nowadays. You've got, you know, the ability to parlay player props and same game parlays and, and all those different things that are out there in this legalized sports betting environment. But the thing about a parlay, Scott, is you have no margin for error. Whatever is on that ticket, everything has to be correct. Obviously, you can push sometimes depending on the kind of parlay that you have, but it just takes away a leg from the parlay if you wind up pushing. But you have to be perfect. You have no margin for error with those things. So I wrote about round robins, which those are a series of parlays. So let's say that you've got you know maybe four teams that you want to put together in a parlay. Well, you can put those together in a round robin instead. And what will happen is when you select the round robin option, you can break that down. If you want individual parlay tickets of two legs, of three legs, four legs, if you have enough teams, whatever the case may be, it'll put together these parlays for you so that if you go maybe you know six and two out of the eight games that you like on a regular parlay, you're losing it because you lost two of those games. With a round robin, you're still probably going to make money because those teams or those legs are grouped together in certain ways so that you don't have to be perfect and you can still find a way to cash some of those tickets. And as you said, you know, college football underdog money lines are probably the best application of this, especially with what we've seen here this college football season because we've seen a a lot of upsets, a lot of inconsistency from favorite teams. So it's just another option for you. You know, if you you want to do a little bit of gamble, want to have kind of that high return on your investment with something where you don't have to be perfect, a round robin can be an option for you. Yeah, I love it. It's it just it makes so much more sense. And you're right. You know, especially if you do if you do a three teamer or a four teamer and you go three and one, you would lose on that parlay, but you would turn a profit on your round robin. You you risk a little bit more, but the payout is certainly better uh, when it comes to you know the option to not be perfect for now. Adam, you mentioned college football, so let's talk about college football situational spots. You write the article in Point Spread Weekly each and every week, and I absolutely love it. Uh, What's the first situational spot that you looked at on this week's college football schedule? Yeah, the first one I looked at here is actually a game coming up on Thursday night, and it's Navy taking on Memphis. And interestingly enough, we've seen this line go up here on the Memphis side, up in the 10.5 range now. It did open in single digits, but you know, it's very hard to prepare to defend the triple option. It's even harder to do it on a short week. Memphis gave up, I think, almost 200 rushing yards to Tulsa last week on Saturday. Now they've got to turn around and play this triple option of Navy on Thursday. And I understand that they're in the same conference, so there is some more familiarity there. But still, you know, having responsible gap discipline and all the things that go into defending this scheme along with the fact that it's a very hard scheme to play against because you're getting cut blocked, you're getting chop blocked. Linemen have to get up off the ground all the time, and you've got less recovery time coming off that Saturday game. So to me, I think that Memphis is really at a disadvantage in Thursday night's game. The market seems to disagree with me, but again, I think when you look at the idea of defending this triple option scheme on a short week, uh, it does seem like a very daunting spot for the Tigers. Yeah, and listen, Memphis's defense has just been atrocious this year. Uh, there's no other way around it. I mean, they can't stop anybody. So uh, are they going to, is it a benefit now that they're facing a team that's not going to pass against them? Uh, But the tackling was so poor last week against Tulsa that I don't know where to go with this Memphis team. I've bet them three times again, uh, three times this season. And, uh, you know, once they came through for me and the other two times they they did not. So it's a very frustrating team for me uh, in Memphis. What's the next situational spot that you looked at here? Yeah, there's one I'm looking at here for Friday night. It's actually San Diego State taking on San Jose State in a Mountain West matchup. And, you know, San Diego State got ranked here this past week. They're number 24 in the AP Top 25. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that do try to fade teams that get added to the polls because, you know, you kind of get a little bit of recency bias, perception bias in the line. Maybe that number winds up going up a little bit. Uh, Maybe that that team kind of gets a little bit fat and happy is sort of the expression where they kind of, you know, read into their own press clippings and all of that. The reality here is that San Diego State is ranked, but they don't deserve to be. I mean, they are a team that has a very nice record on the season at 5-0, and but they've also played the 150th ranked strength of schedule in the country, <laughs> according to Jeff Staggeren. And for those that don't know, there are 130 FCS yes. teams. So there are a lot of FCS teams that have played better schedules than San Diego State here. So just seeing that number up to 9, 9.5 out there in the market, Total of 41 in this game, low-scoring expectation, a lot of points for San Jose State. I think the Spartans are in a pretty good spot here. And also, too, look, I mean, if you're a home underdog taking on a ranked team and you've seen 
you know, all this field storming going on around the country, that's got to fire you up a little bit, too. So I do like the Spartans here on Friday night. Well, there's a couple of things that I'll add to that San Jose State, because I talked about this game earlier on the show. Uh, it's homecoming on Friday night. So that's always big, especially when you have a home dog, right? So the, the, the student section is going to be out in full force. But the most important aspect is there's a chance, Adam, that Nick Starkle comes back and plays in this game. And and the head coach had a very funny comment when a reporter asked, can you give us an update on, on Starkle? Is he probable? Is he questionable? Is he doubtful? And uh, Coach Brennan goes, no, this isn't the NFL. <laughs> so, so he's keeping it close to the vest as to whether or not Starkle's going to be playing. If he plays, I think San Jose State is absolutely the right side of this game. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, obviously, Starkle hasn't played particularly well here so far this season. He did lose his top two wide receivers from last year's team, and then there's certainly been a little bit of a transitional period with that. But, you know, still, I mean, that's another benefit. You know, you've got maybe this chance at a Friday night upset at home, and your starting quarterback comes back. So if that winds up being the case here for San Jose State, well, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe that's why the line is going up. Maybe the expectation is that he won't be able to play. But I still think San Jose State is the right side here, especially getting nine points with a total of 41. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm on a game actually on Friday night. I'm taking the points with Syracuse. And um, a lot of reasoning for me in there. Uh, you talk about situational spots. I mean, this is a Friday night in the Dome. And it was four years ago to today, I believe, that Syracuse upset Clemson on a Friday night in the Dome. So the Loud House will be loud on Friday night. And plus Clemson, who, how could you make them a 14-point favorite, Adam, when in four games against FBS opponents, they only average 14 points per game? So <laughs> to me, uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker to run all over this Clemson team and keep this one close. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very sharp point of view from you in that game, Scott. And also, too, I mean, Clemson knows, even when they were really good, that they struggled against Syracuse for whatever reason. They've had a lot of problems with that team. And look, I mean, that kind of gets drilled into you throughout the week in practice, right? So maybe you do go into this game tight, even though you know that you're the more talented team, you know that you're the better team across the board, but maybe you go into that game a little bit tight, just knowing that, you know, Hey, we've had problems with this team in the past. And you know, kind of maybe you press a little bit, you know, you know, in three starts for Garrett Schrader, he has rushed for 368 yards and six touchdowns. And in those three games, Adam, Syracuse averaging 30.3 points per game. Uh, so they, they, I love taking the points with them here. Uh, Adam, stick around because I want to get into the NFL survivor picks coming up for this week. He's Adam Burke. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to vcin.com slash horses to enter for your chance to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th, just in time for the Breeders' Cup. There are plenty of runner-up prizes as well. So sign up today at vcin.com slash horses. Terms and conditions apply. Go to vcin.com slash horses for more information. Scott Sadenberg back here, the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, joined by Adam Burke, our contributor to Point Spread Weekly. Obviously, the VSIN newsletter that you get every single day, the subscriber emails as well. Adam just does it all for us here at VSIN and VSIN.com. Adam, I had an interesting tweet during the break. One of our listeners wanted to know if we could put together a round robin. Uh, but I think it's important that we have to explain that you're actually risking more financially when you do a round robin versus a parlay. Yeah, it's definitely something that we need to put out here, Scott, is that, you know, look, with a parlay, I mean, it's it's one bet. You know, obviously, again, like we said, you have to go perfect on that one bet. But if you want to bet a six-team parlay, it's, you know, $100, $50, whatever you want to put on it. When it comes to a round robin, you're betting each of the individual parlays. So it does wind up being a higher amount of risk for a lower amount of reward than just a straight parlay. But again, the idea here being that if you put together a five-team round robin and you go four and one, well, you're going to make something. If you go four and one on a five-team parlay, you're not making anything. Correct. So that's kind of what the difference is. It's just that you do have a higher risk amount when it comes to these round robins because each set of teams is its own individual parlay bet. Yes. Yeah, so, so let's say you do a, a $20 parlay on three teams that are, you know, plus money in each team. Well, three-team parlay, you're only risking that 20 to win, you know, whatever it is, uh, 300 or, or, you know, less than that, whatever it would be. If you do a round robin, you're actually betting three different two-team parlays of those three teams. So your risk would be 60 as opposed to 20. So whatever you're risking on the parlay, you have to keep in mind that you're doing multiple parlays, so you're actually risking more money. So it isn't just a, a way to kind of risk less and still win if you lose. You are actually investing more, but the, odd, the, the odds are better for you because you don't have to go perfect. You don't have to go 4-0 on a four-team. You can go 3-1 and one and still turn a profit. So glad we can, um, we can explain that for the listeners here, Adam. Now let's take a look at the NFL and talk about the survivor picks this week. You got to imagine that the Rams will be probably the most bet survivor pick. Uh, and I'm not talking game theory here. I'm just looking at the games this week right now. The Rams with a nine and a half point spread over the Giants. Some people might take the Colts as a 10 point favorite over the Texans, although I would warn you that the Texans could very well win that one outright with the amount of injuries that the Colts are dealing with and coming off a deflating loss on Monday night football. But what is your favorite survivor pick here for week six? Well, I will preface this by saying that the Rams were my survivor pick for the article in week one. So what I sort of decided in terms of writing the article was if I've used the team, I don't want to use them as the pick, but I will include them in the games to consider section. Okay, so, the, so, so, the so, so are you still alive in the picks here on in the articles? I am. Yeah, okay, I've, I've gone with the Rams, Packers, Broncos, Bengals, and Ravens. And of course, obviously, I probably didn't deserve the Ravens one here. I had the Ravens last five. week. I had the Ravens last week as well. So you and I both survived. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Vikings didn't come easy. The Patriots didn't come easy. The Ravens weren't easy. You know, all the all the top survivor picks. But like I said, you know, I did take the Rams in week one. So I kind of decided in terms of writing the article that I don't want to double up a team as the pick. If I wind up losing a pick, then, you know, I'll just kind of start over from scratch. But I did include the Rams in the game to consider. And if the Rams were available to me, as I'm sure they are to a lot of people out there, that would be the pick for this week, I think. You know, obviously okay. the Giants are, 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 you know, a pretty pretty decent 
defense. At least they were supposed to be on paper. But obviously, offensively, they're going to be very, very limited here in this game against the Rams. The Colts, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think you have to consider them being the largest home favorite on the board this week, just out of principle. But short week, brutal loss. Carson Wentz is not healthy. There's a lot of reasons not to take the Colts here. The one that I like the most is actually going to be the Dallas Cowboys. They're doing a half-point road favorite here against the New England Patriots. A little bit risky, and if you are in a survivor pool where the Thanksgiving games are a separate week, you cannot take Dallas this week because they play the Raiders on Thanksgiving. It's the most obvious play for Thanksgiving. So if you're in the Circa Survivor or in some sort of contest that follows the Circa rules, you can't take Dallas this week. I'm not in that kind of pool, not with the article. So I think Dallas is the play here. I just I look at this Dallas offense, and, and I don't know how New England keeps up. I mean, Dallas is third in yards per play, and you look at the teams that New England has played here so far, the offenses that they've faced, have been just really, really poor across the board. They've faced a lot of bad quarterbacks, the exception of Tom Brady. That game was played in the rain, of course. I just think Dallas is not getting enough respect here, actually, in this spot, and I don't think people are really fully realizing just how bad the opposing slate of offenses has been that the New England Patriots have faced here so far. So maybe a little risky, taking that shorter road favorite, but Dallas was the pick for me. But again, if you have to consider those Thanksgiving games, I don't, I don't think you can take Dallas this week. Would you consider the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, the, the reason why I ask that is because if you're in these pools, you probably saved them so far. And there's not many games now on their schedule coming up that you would say that's a sure-fired win. And in this spot where they're 2-3, and three, where the season, and I don't, I hate calling games must-wins when they're not elimination games, but... For all intents and purposes here, the Chiefs need a win in the worst way. And unless you're going to take them, I guess, at home against the Giants in a couple of weeks, that's really the only other game that you would consider taking them in. Tell me how the Chiefs lose this game to Washington. I I just, I can't see it happen. Real quick, just to drop the stat here, New England's faced the teams that are 31st, 30th, 24th, (laughs) and 29th in yards per play so far. Now they get Dallas. So another... Another nugget there that I like about the Cowboys. Look, I'll tell you what. I like the Chiefs minus six and a half this week. And if you like a favorite in that range, you certainly have to consider them from a survivor standpoint. And I did mention them in the article as a team to consider. Look, you've got a Washington team here that's 31st and third down on offense and 31st and third down on defense. So the Chiefs should be on the field a lot, should be able to score a lot of points in this game. And even though their defense isn't very good, I don't really know if Washington can keep pace. This feels a lot to me like that Kansas City-Philadelphia game that we saw a couple of weeks ago where Kansas City kind of let Philadelphia hang around, put the game away late in the fourth quarter. I could very easily see that being the outcome here in this one. You'll see a lot of teaser action on Kansas City with that number at six and a half as well. So, you know, obviously there, you think that this team's going to win the game, and I certainly expect that to be the case. And I agree with the game theory thing that you mentioned, too. You know, you really have to be looking at the schedules and think to yourself, when can I use these teams? Mm. As you said, for Kansas City, there really aren't a lot of great spots, and maybe this is the week to go ahead and take them. I'm going to put the Chiefs in a teaser with the Bucs, uh, and I have the Bucks as the second leg of a teaser with the Ravens from Monday night, so I just need the Bucks to close it out. But I'm going to go Bucks and Chiefs on the teaser uh, for Thursday and Sunday. Tampa Bay... I think has the advantage over Philadelphia here on the short week because Brady and Arians have, they've done this before, been there, done that. You know, for Nick Sirianni, this is really his first go around at preparing now for a short week. Jalen Hurts, same thing. And Tom Brady's 9-1 and one on Thursday nights in his career. How could you bet against the GOAT? Yeah, I think it's a great stat, a great angle for sure. And, and you know, we've got kind of the rookie quarterback and the rookie head coach angle on Thursday night. Not that Jalen Hurts is a rookie, but he's only a second-year kid. It's not like he's made a full you know, season's worth of starts or anything like that. And you do have Sirianni here, too. So I definitely understand taking Tampa Bay in a teaser. And certainly, if you wanted to take them as a survivor pick, you know, if you haven't used them yet or you don't see a better opportunity, I could see that, too. So there are some considerations here for Survivor this week, even though we've got a lot of numbers out there on the board hovering around those key numbers. Bucks play the Jets in week seven sixteen, so uh 
you know, might want to just hold off on them in Survivor. If you... Right. But you also have to get to week 16. <laughs> exactly. That is very true. Adam, I appreciate the time. I love the conversation, and I look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely, Scott. Have a good night, man. There he is. Adam Burke, VSIN uh, betting analyst. You read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly. You read him stuff, read his stuff uh, in the VSIN subscriber emails and the uh, free newsletter that's sent out each and every day as well. One of the very best, uh, as he, you know, Burke's blurbs, as we will continue to read them each and every day. Uh, we have the Major League Baseball postseason continuing here on Thursday. What a great day it's going to be in sports. Obviously, the NHL playoff, the NHL season has begun. Uh, um, Wayne Gretzky doing games on TNT, always fun. Uh, but no, the Major League Baseball playoffs with one of the best games that I think we are going to get in the entire postseason will go down here on Thursday night. We'll break it down coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air and at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.